When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for building happier habits into daily life. This week is episode 90, which means that like with every 10th episode, it's a very special episode. And we are going to talk about the essential seven for happiness habits. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, talking to you each week gives me a boost in number seven of the essential seven. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And Gretch, you help me with number one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, and seven. Hey, that's what happens when you're the happiness bully. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right. Well, Gretch, we wanted to do a couple of uh, updates related to the live show, which was number 87, episode 87. When we talked about why it boosts happiness to pick a happiness 911 song, and we've gotten so many songs, it's yeah. been amazing. Yeah. Um, so many people weighing in. Yeah, it's been fantastic. And in the next episode, we're going to do a deep dive into the happiness 911 songs. But if you want to get the link to the playlist on Spotify, uh, just go to happiercast.com slash 90, and I'll post the link there. Or if you just want to go to Google, type in Happier 911 Spotify, and it will come right up. So um, listen, it's so much fun to hear what everybody picks. And by the way, uh, do not worry if you are not already a Spotify user. It is free and easy to join. 
So it's a lot of fun. Also, Gretch, people have been emailing to ask um, whether they can get one of the T-shirts we were selling at the live podcast. (laughs) And the answer is yes. Unfortunately, only in the United States, um, just because of mailing. Uh, But if you email us through podcast at GretchenRubin.com, we'll exchange information and we'll get you a T-shirt and they are $25. And here's a fun update from a listener. Um, In episode 85, and also in my A Little Happier from October 24th, we talked about how sometimes we can get uncomfortable emotions Mm. from a well-intentioned gift. And we got a very interesting email from Mary. She says, Many years ago, when my children were still school age, my dear in-laws, who lived on the same street, invited us over for dinner on a weeknight. Not unusual at all. When we got to the house, there was a big brand new red station wagon in the driveway. As we got out of our car, my in-laws came out of the house with a bottle of champagne and looked at me and said, surprise, I was stunned. I looked at my husband, who was just as shocked as I was. So I knew my in-laws had not consulted him at all. So many thoughts went through my mind. I don't want a car. I don't want this car. How grateful can I be if I don't accept this car? How does my husband feel about his parents buying me a car? How dear my in-laws are to care about me so much in such a demonstrative and over-the-top expensive way. Oh, my goodness. When my husband and I got home and got the boys to bed, we talked. Both of us knew that we would and could not accept the car. So then the issue was how to do it without ruining our very close relationship. It was up to my husband to go over and talk to his parents, but we had a plan. Instead of the car, they were to start a college fund for our boys in my name. It was what I wanted more than anything and something that would grow in value and would be invaluable to our children. Fortunately, my in-laws, while disappointed that their surprise was not accepted, were able to understand our position. My father-in-law did exactly as I asked concerning the college fund. Later, our guys were able to use that money to choose a college of their choice. Happy ending. <laughs> well, that is amazing. It's an amazing story. It's such an amazing story. It's like, I have to write you back, Mary. Um, and uh, first, I wanted to make sure that Mary uh, didn't mind if we read her email on the air. And she said it was fine. And also to say, you know, what happened to the car? Um, and this is what she said. When my husband went back that night to talk to his folks to tell them how much we appreciated the wonderful gesture but couldn't accept, his dad got all worked up. Apparently, he was too embarrassed to take the car back to the dealership, so it ended up being a company car for a very good employee. But can you imagine that guy driving around in a bright red Buick station wagon making calls? Oh, my goodness. We still laugh and sweat about it. Yes, my in-laws were truly wonderful, and we continued to have a great relationship. Wow. Isn't that a lovely story? I have to say, Gretch, (laughs) I would have been driving that red station wagon for the next 10 years. There is no way I would have gone back in and said, you know, we just can't take it. Not a chance. Well, like gold star husband-wife communication, because it sounds like they were able to manage, like, you know, that night, you know, they were managed to deal, like, handle this in a way that really came out with a wonderful ending for everybody. Everybody. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, geez. Great gifts can be tricky. <laughs> <laughs> 
LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now uh, for this very special episode, we are going to talk about the essential seven. And when I was writing uh, Better Than Before, my book about how we make and break habits, mm. I was looking at all the habits everybody ever talked about um, and trying to kind of figure out the patterns. And I realized that every habit that anyone ever mentioned fit into one of seven categories. So the essential seven, Gretch, it seems like it's a guide to where to identify possible try this at homes. Yeah. You know, so for each of these categories, you could think of one thing you could do that would make you happier in that area. Yeah. And when you, you know, and once you hear the seven, you realize like if, if you could master your habits in these seven categories, you would have a pretty good life. Definitely. Okay, so Gretch, what we're going to do is we're going to list all seven categories. We're going to explain what they are, and then you and I are going to go through and each pick <laughs> something we can do for all seven categories. So I, yeah, I'm going to need to keep track of this. Yes, yes. Okay, so I'll start. Um, so number one is uh, eat and drink more healthfully. So this could include things like give up sugar, eat more vegetables, drink less alcohol. Uh, number two is exercise regularly. And I, I don't think you have to expand on that. Like, we all know what that is. Um, and then three is save, spend, and earn wisely. So save regularly, pay down debt, donate to worthy causes, make purchases that contribute to happiness or good habits, stick to a budget, stay current with expense reports, uh, you know, take classes to move forward in your career. Okay, number four is rest, relax, and enjoy, uh, which is, you know, pursue a hobby instead of cruising the internet, enjoy the moment, stop checking email, get enough sleep, spend less time in the car, take time for myself. Then number five is stop procrastinating, make consistent progress. So this is practice an instrument, set aside two hours daily for uninterrupted work, Learn a language, maintain a blog, keep a gratitude journal. Number six, simplify, clear, clean, and organize. So this is make the bed every day, <laughs> file regularly, put keys away in the same place, recycle, give away unused clothing, etc. And finally, number seven, engage more deeply with other people, with God, with yourself, with the world. This is what you were saying. I help you with, Gretch. Yes. Call family members, read the Bible every day, volunteer, spend time with friends, observe the Sabbath, spend time alone in nature, all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, so these are the, those are the big seven where just about anything that anybody can come up with uh, fits in that seven. And so I think it's, it's a helpful way, like whenever I'm trying to think about, well, what would I do to make myself happier? Thinking about the seven sort of calls up ideas in your mind because you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that whole area of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, you could have a habit that for one person would satisfy one thing and then for somebody else it would serve a different need. So like for one person, yoga could be a form of exercise, which is number two. For someone else, it could be a way to get mental rest, which is an aspect of number four. And for someone else, it could be a spiritual practice, which is number seven. And then of course, people value different habits. So for one person, not me, organized files might be (laughs) a crucial tool for creativity. For another person, they find inspiration and have a thing, you know, all jumbled together and too much organization right, would kill their right, creativity. Right. No, absolutely. So it's each one of us has to decide for ourselves, like, what matters to us? Where do we want to uh, make change? And, and what would that look like for us? Because there's no one-size-fits-all solution. Um, but listen, okay, uh, let's go through them ourselves and each of us name one thing we think we could do in that essential seven mm-hmm. uh, category to make our boost our happiness. So number one, eat and drink more healthfully. What would you do? Okay, well, what I really think I could do on this is go to bed earlier because so much of the bad stuff I eat and drink is late at night. Ooh, so that's also number four. Yeah, remind me what's number four. Rest, relax, and enjoy. Oh, so yes. You would get, you would be you would be getting you would be getting two for the price of one there. Yeah, and a funny thing on this is, um, you know, I love the podcast Bitch Sesh, which is a Real oh. Housewives <laughs> breakdown. And they had a guest on the other day talking about how, and I don't recommend this, but it did make me laugh. She used to um, take NyQuil to go to sleep earlier so that she wouldn't eat when she was dieting. So I'm not going to do that, nor should anyone. Um, but it's the whole like sleep therapy. You know, Elvis, they used to put him basically in a in a coma so that he would lose weight. Um, but anyway, I'm just going to set my bedtime alarm and just go to bed earlier, which I need to do anyway. Well, first, I will note that um, that self-control starts to drop at the end of the night, which is why people get up to mischief at night and not first thing in the morning. So it is it is a tough time for people to manage. And don't forget my trick, which is to brush your teeth uh, after mm. dinner, because weirdly brushing your teeth really helps uh, kind of shut down that eating part of your brain. I found I found when I started brushing my teeth after dinner, I had a lot less trouble with night snacking. So okay. that's my habits bully. <laughs> okay. So for me... I want to eat more avocados. Like mm. I good fat, right? Yeah, because I like my whole thing is I'm a low carb eater, so I want to eat more fat, more health. You know, great and and like something like an avocado is a great source of fat. Um, and so if anybody has a super quick guacamole recipe, I love guacamole. Um, and I will just sit and eat a bowl of guacamole if I had it, Ugh. but I, I don't like. I know you know you that doesn't appeal to you. <laughs> well, you at least like eat a carrot with it, something. <laughs> I don't think it needs a vehicle. It's just I love guacamole, Ugh. but I never, I never. Well, you're in California. I love you probably have. I love it. But I, I don't know. I don't run into it enough. So anyway, that's that. My, 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 uh, my mission is to eat more avocados. <laughs> okay, well that's good. Uh, number two is exercise regularly. Elizabeth, what's your, uh, what's your initiative? All right, Gretch. I'm actually have something I'm very excited about in this category. Um, 
I won't go into it, but you know I've mentioned our renovation numerous times. <laughs> the latest part of it is that we're doing all this audio stuff in our house. Um, as one does. As one does when one's husband is interested in that sort of thing. And how he sold me on it is in the room where we keep our treadmill, we have a TV but it's right across from Jack's room. So I like to do the treadmill at night, but I haven't been able to lately because he, he sleeps more lightly than he used to. And, you know, the TV is really loud. So we're doing wireless headphones, mm. which means I can be on the treadmill watching TV as loud as I want and he won't hear anything. Ah. So I am very excited about this, um, you know, innovation that's going to be happening in our house. <laughs> um, and hopefully I'll be giving myself a gold star down the line because I will be doing the treadmill so much at night. Because. You were really good about, I mean, one of the things about habits is when, when did you succeed in the past? And you were really successful in the past. And then it was this whole issue of Jack and, and sleeping, right? Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. So I've been, yeah, we've been trying to, fig trying to figure this out for a long time. And I believe you use pairing and that's when you watch The Real Housewives, right? Well, it, it used to be. And now I just yeah. watch them any old time I want. But I'm going to go <laughs> back to that. And that will be the thing that gets me on that treadmill. So yeah, I'm going back to the pairing. Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, my, I have an exercise related to merit for this episode, mm. so stay tuned for um, my exercise regularly thing. So you'll hear more about that at the end of the show. Yes. We'll all feel better, Gretch, knowing that you sometimes have problems <laughs> exercising. Okay. Uh, and now number three, save, spend, and earn wisely. Okay. Mine on this is very simple, and I think a lot of people are going to relate to it and have the same issue which is what I should do is read the books I have before buying more books. <laughs> oh, I completely share this one. I used to be so good about this. And Jamie, you know, being married to Jamie, he just completely got me in the habit of just buying books willy nilly. Absolutely. <laughs> and I actually think it makes me read less because I'm so overwhelmed by how many books I have and what I have to, you know, and choosing a book that I just freeze Whereas if I only had one or two at a time that I, you know, want to read, I would just read them. But a while back, didn't you say you were going to use, you were going to put them all in one pile and just read what was ever at the top of the pile and not choose? Wasn't that going to be like a trick you were going to try? Uh, yes, I think I forgot to do that. <laughs> I should, it's hard right now. You don't understand my house is a disaster. It's like, okay. I can't even yeah. explain it. But, yeah, okay. um, but yes, I should do that. But what I should also do, because it would save me a lot of money, is not buy books until I'm ready to read them. I'm afraid if I don't buy it, then I'll forget about it. Like, so I'm like, I almost buy it as a way to like, so but now I am much better at keeping my library list or of any book um, I want to read, but I know it's so fun to buy books. It is. And it feels, you know, it's just very satisfying to get a new book. Yes, it does. It does. All right. How can you save money, Rich? Okay. Well, this is, this is about just even spending, how to spend more wisely in a way that doesn't drive me crazy. And like I have, there's a few things in my life, which I really just hate to do. And one of them is, is pick up phone messages. And another is to buy plane tickets. Like, I feel like whatever I pick is going to end up being like the most inconvenient decision, or I'm going to wish I had picked a different day or a different time or a different airline or something. 
And so I delay. And of course, the more you delay, mm-hmm. the worse it gets because the prices go up and your options go down. And like, you might as well just put yourself, I might as well just put myself out of my misery. Like, we know we're going to go to Kansas City for Christmas. So why don't I just look at the calendar, figure it out and buy the tickets? And then I would, then I could gloat, you know, and be done with it. Yes. Um, I remember like very late into life, I had mom buy my plane tickets. Like I was not a very young adult. <laughs> I yeah. was, Still getting here to buy my plane tickets. So I hereby vow that I will not do this, I hope, anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. I mean, and it is the worst when you have sort of checked times and prices and you go, oh, I just can't commit right now. It's too much of a hassle. And then you go back two weeks later and those times aren't available or it's like $800 for the ticket when you could have had it for 350 Oh, it's just killer. Yeah. Okay, uh, number four, rest, relax, and enjoy. Okay, Alyssa, well, you, one thing you're going to do, you're going to do your twofer. You're going to go to sleep earlier um, to stop your night snacking. What else are you going to do to get more rest, relaxation, and enjoyment? Um, this is something I've been thinking about doing for a while, and I think what would be really nice is on Saturday mornings to get up early and go for a hike by myself while Jack and Adam are still in bed. Hmm. I what you don't like that? Well, I, I it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I would say as your sister, I feel like a slight bit of skepticism about whether you will stick to that one. Whether that's a good realistic choice for you. Because first of all, you're a night person and so getting up early I think is hard for you. And also I think you are an obliger, so you need outer accountability and this is something that you're doing by mm. yourself. So there I so I think you'd have to build in some accountability measure. But so, which maybe you thought of what that accountability measure would be, but I would think that you would need that. When I say early, I'm not talking 6 a.m. I'm talking 8 a.m. Oh, okay. I think the key is the accountability is having a buddy. Yeah. My friend Sherry likes to do this hike with me, so I bet she would want to do it. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to get to work on. Okay. We'll report back. Okay. What about you, Gretch? What can you do f- to rest, relax, and enjoy? Okay. So the thing that I like to do more than anything is to read. And as an upholder, mm-hmm. you know, like I put everything on my calendar and like, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to read this weekend and I'll, I'll get all excited about it. But then sometimes I just like end up answering emails anyway. And I just keep pushing it back and pushing it back. Mm-hmm. But then I just feel drained. And, you know, I I really I set aside that time to do something that I enjoy and I really should do it. Um, and um, but it's funny that you say about how when you have a lot of books stacked up, it makes you not want to read. But I found that if I have a lot of library books, which have kind of like a deadline, mm-hmm. that helps me read because I'm like, ooh. I've got all the and now my library lets you check out twenty books, which is oh, amazing. Wow. That was like a huge boost in my. <laughs> it's it's sad what a boost that was for me. So I'll have like ten books, and then I'll feel like, oh well, if I got to get cracking, if I'm going to get these returned, and um, so that helps me actually having a lot of books, feeling like I have a big stack helps me read. But I, I need to do a better job of like sticking to my calendar for reading. Okay, well you can report back on that. We'll see when you okay. post how many books you've read that week. Yes. If the li- if the um, stack goes <laughs> up, we'll know that you're sticking with this. Yes, yes, good, good, good accountability there. Now, how about number five? Stop procrastinating. Make consistent progress. What's, what are you, what are you going to pick? Okay, well, I have a struggle in this area, which I've mentioned on the podcast, which is putting off doctor's appointments. What I realize is that I look for any excuse to move my doctor's appointment. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. I'll say, oh, I think uh, maybe Sarah and I really should be talking about something at that time. I better move it to three weeks from now, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And so what I've realized I need to do is just go the day I set the appointment unless I absolutely can't, you know, like I have a pitch or something huge. But the truth is there's never going to be a convenient time to go to the doctor. So I might as well just go when it's scheduled and then I'll stay on track and it'll just be done. I mean, you know, it's always, I'm always going to have to do it. So I might as well just get it out of the way. It's just too bad. It's such a, it's such a long drive. Yeah. It takes an hour each way really to go to my doctor. Yeah. And that's most of my doctors, by the way, not just my main doctor. Um, well, you know, I remember we had that listener who said, uh, suggested pairing, like going to the doctor with something else. Could you pair it with something else? Well, the problem with that is um, I usually ha- I have to get to work. So it's not like I can yeah. go to the doctor and then stop by Neiman Marcus. You know what I mean? It's yeah. really right. rushing to get to work. So I don't know. I think I just have to wrap my head around the fact that it's just a big hassle and, you know, move on. All right. So what about you? What what can you stop procrastinating in? I mean, there's just certain things I just don't like to do. I'm really pretty good at making myself do things, but like getting phone messages, um, you know, certain little aspects of my work. They're just like certain tasks that I really do not like to do. But uh, I, I just need I know what you need to do, which is just like, put it on a list. And then the first thing in the morning, the next day, just do it and, and, and like, just come in, do it and be done. And I just need to do that instead of uh, getting sucked into not doing them. Yeah, because I remember you, you for a while, that was your thing. You were like, I'm going to do in the morning, you know, six phone calls in a row and be yeah. done. And that fell off. I've done it sometimes, like, and then other times not. I need to be more consistent about not doing things inconsistently. So, yes. Maybe you just need to think like, I'm going to feel so good when I hang up the phone. You're right. I will just think like, I'm going to feel so good when this is done. That's good. Reframe it as relief. Like I'm just moving towards that. Yeah. If you want, you can text me that you made an appointment and I can say, good job. Oh, actually. (laughs) I am a gold star junkie. That will motivate me. Okay. Be prepared for an onslaught of really boring texts. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Then number six, Elizabeth, I know is not probably your favorite, which is simplify, clear, clean, and organize. Yes, I struggle in this area. Um, You help me with it a lot. Can I just say that that is my very favorite episode that we have ever done is episode 10, which was when you and I cleaned your closet out together, like recording the the whole time. That was great. Oh, my gosh. I've listened to episode 10 like 20 times. (laughs) In fact, listen, let's have a quick flashback to uh, that day of clutter clearing. So we have some shoe shelves and they're all actually very neatly organized and they're all paired up and sitting together. There's a pair of Uggs, which I guess you wear when we go to Kansas City. There's actually like four pair of Uggs. Oh, okay. I'm going to give up those tennis shoes. Now, I'm going to give up these Birkenstocks because they just don't really. So these take, are blue. We should suede. take the pad out though to give them away. Well, we should okay, give these nice. away because they're in yeah, really good really shape. Nice. Really too. Nice. Like I have these heels. Yeah. That are like, slightly these were the big. shoes I wore to my rehearsal dinner, which were always too small, but I will yeah. never. These are really nice. What do you call that kind of heel? It's like a wedgie. A wedge. They're like J. Crew. These are shoes that I never wear. Oh, these are fancy. Oh, I know. Now those are sentimental. Oh, these I spotted. What is up with these? These are like these are ruby dope. red slippers. Yeah, these is what are, they are. I mean, bright red sparkly glitter. Someone, uh, my daughter Eleanor had this exact pair of shoes when she was four years old. And fit. I've never them. worn them once, but Adam bought them for me right when we started dating. Aww. 
So again, I can't okay. give those. Okay. So Put those in stay box. in the box. Oh my gosh! It's getting We're better. Some... It's getting better. Okay. Oh, that was brutal. <laughs> but but ultimately very satisfying. Um, it's funny you should mention that because that is related to my try this at home I'm going to do for myself in this area, uh, which is, okay, that very same closet um, that you helped me clean has now mm-hmm. been, you know, taken out and replaced with a newer, better, more awesome closet. Um, and so it's completely empty and has been for months while we've been having this work done. And my plan is... I'm only going to put things back in the closet that I know I'll actually Mm. wear or use. Well, this is kind of the Marie Kondo philosophy, which is take everything out and then only only return the things that spark joy. You know, so you start with the clean slate of nothing and then you start adding back rather than figuring out what to take out. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do now. I don't know that I'm going to go so far as only things that spark joy. Cause, you know, I don't know how much, uh, you know, my black Gap t-shirt inspires joy. <laughs> Maybe it does because it's comfy and easy. goes with everything. But I, I know that even when I went through and tried to take stuff, like got rid of stuff, I kept a lot of things that, you know, hadn't worn in five years or something. So yeah. I'm going to try to just be brutal with it now that I have this beautiful clean slate in my fresh new closet so i'll have to take pictures of this and send them to you when it actually happens which won't be for another few weeks or months we'll see (laughs) if you live closer i would almost fly out there just to be part of that that would be wonderful (laughs) i think i would enjoy it a lot more than you I can't imagine you're the organizing queen. So I can't imagine that you're going to have any issues with this. Oh, no, I do. Which is that I let my office get too messy. Uh, I have Mm. a really small office and um, it has two kind of main surface spaces and I just let it get too messy. What I try to do and works works really well is if I take 10 minutes at the end of, of the evening right before I leave my office and just put things away so that when I come in in the morning, it's kind of tidied up. And I do just when it's really tidied up and I come in in the morning, I just feel great. But a lot of times I'm like racing out the door because I've got to go somewhere or, you know, I'm like, I, I'm not ready to like figure out these mm-hmm. papers, you know, but it's draining. And I really do feel like much ready, more ready to tackle my day when I walk into my office and it's clean. So I, I want to just be much more consistent about tidying up every night. That also might make you feel like your work day is over. That is a very good point. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's quitting time because that's another habit I try to have is quitting time where you're like officially done. That's a great idea. I should tie it to quitting time. Okay, good. Okay. And finally, number seven, engage more deeply. Elizabeth, what are you going to, what do you want to do to engage more deeply? Well, what I want to do is make at least one family plan per weekend. Mm. And I said, because I know everyone always feels overscheduled and all that. But I think sometimes in an effort not to be overscheduled, I schedule nothing. (laughs) And then we're sort of like, well, what should we do? You know, um, and we don't necessarily see people. We might, you know, call people 20 minutes before dinner and say, oh, do you want to meet for dinner? But what I find is that when we have like a family outing with other another family um, at least once a weekend. It just makes the weekend feel so much richer and um, like it lasts longer and it's more fun and it's fun for Jack to be with other kids. So that's my plan is to plan at least one outing a weekend. And this week, I'm happy to say we're going to um, go to the Natural History Museum with Uncle Tom and see oh, the good. Spider Pavilion. So I've already got it for this weekend. 
Oh, that's a good plan. Yeah. Well, mine is sort of along the same lines, which is, if you recall, over the summer, one of my things was to have a lunch plan every day, which I did not I did not do that 100%, but I certainly did it a lot more than I would have otherwise done. And what I realized is it's so great. Like, you, if you see somebody that you haven't seen in a while, you really do. I, I get so energized from it, and it's so much fun, and it's great to reconnect with people. And um, so I just need to, to say, to, to remind myself, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And to do it because it is you're like you're right too. like time feels richer. Yes. Your life feels richer than if you just like sit and do email through lunch. Absolutely. Which is what I would do. (laughs) So Gretchen, that is the essential seven. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to have you email me a list of what I'm supposed to do. It's a lot (laughs) to keep track of. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we're going to have to have some kind of like accountability follow up here for ourselves. And I cannot wait to see what other people uh, think about the essential seven. You know, are there one or two areas that jump out at you as areas that you want to work on? Um, What would you do in terms of uh, setting yourself a try this at home that would make you happier? For most of us, there's some low hanging fruit. You know, there's some things where you're like, if I could just make plane tickets, it would like (laughs) really boost my happiness. Yeah. So let us know on Twitter, Facebook, email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com, or as always, go to happiercast.com slash 90. This is a very special episode 90 for anything related to this episode. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing, from hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting. His retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job? Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com happier. That's StoryWorth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay, it is time for demerits and gold stars. Gretchen, um, what is your demerit related to the Essential Seven? Okay, as promised, um, my demerit is related to number two, which is exercise regularly. And with exercise for the last, I would say, few months, but actually it's really more like several months, I have been invoking my favorite loophole. And so, of course, in Better Than Before, I write about the 10 categories of loopholes, and they're all super powerful and very popular, but most of us have our favorite loophole. And my favorite loophole, which I have been invoking left and right, is the false choice loophole. Mm, And what is the false choice loophole? Remind us. The false choice loophole is when you're like, well, I can't do this because I'm doing that, when in fact the two things are not exclusive. And so Mm. I've been doing a lot of like, I'm finishing up my editing on my book about the four tendencies, so I can't can't go to the gym. You know, Ah. it's like... I have all day to work on my book about the four tendencies. I could easily go to the gym, but I'm like, oh, my day is so full of appointments. I don't want to have to take time to do that. And it's like, well, if you can't go in the morning, like, why can't I go in the afternoon? I'm like, oh, if I miss my window, you know, going to the gym on my way home from dropping Eleanor off at school. Oh, well, then I missed that chance. No, I could go. I could go anytime. And so I really need to 
acknowledge to myself, I'm invoking a loophole. It is a false choice. And I could be exercising much more regularly than I am with like absolutely no problem. <laughs> now, what I wonder is any of this connected to Barnaby? Is, is it like now that you have Barnaby, is he going to, on the school hmm. walk with you? And so therefore you don't go to the gym? No. I wish I could blame it on Barnaby or, or, or be like, well, that I'm getting all it's this. Extra, I'm getting fault. all this extra ex- exercise because of Barnaby. No, it's not. I, I I can't. He would make an excellent loophole, but I can't. I can't do it. So no, um, it's just okay. it's just me pretending like there's a choice when there's not. Well, the good news is being an upholder. I have yeah. no <laughs> doubt that you're going to follow through on this and get back to the gym. Yes. Well, articulating it like this will help me because now my expectations are much clearer in my mind. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Uh, give us a good gold star. All right. My gold star is related to um, number seven, which is engage more deeply in relationships and it's my relationship with Adam, my husband. <laughs> um, I'm giving him a gold star because, you know, Gretch, I've talked about on the podcast many times how I like to discuss things at length. Yeah. And Adam does not like to discuss things <laughs> at length. Um, and so that can be anywhere from where to go to dinner to, you know, um, whether or not to have another child. You know, it's just yeah. any matter. And so, um, but I keep telling him, like, I just want to be able to talk about things. I I just want to discuss it. And so the other day I mentioned um, that we're doing this audio work in our house. And it's something that was interesting and important to Adam that I just don't care about at all. Right. And what he did is he sat me down. He actually even said, why don't we go to breakfast on a day when neither of us were working in the office, Mm. which I should have been suspicious, I guess, right there. (laughs) But um, we went to breakfast and at the end of breakfast, he took out this proposal from this company Ah. and he said, here's the proposal for what we could do in the house. And I want to talk to you about why I think it's a good idea and why I think it's important um, and why I think it's a good way to, you know, spend our money. And then he said, I know you really like to talk about things, so let's talk about it. Uh, I mean, I was like hearts and flowers coming out of my eyes. Even though <laughs> we were just talking about the audio in the house that he wants. Emoji, I was like, emoji. oh, he's been listening. He knows <laughs> I want to talk about things. He's talking to me about it. And I will say he got everything he wanted. I was like, okay, whatever you think. Um, I trust you. You know, I'm sure it's important. Um, and we are getting these wireless headphones that I mentioned, which I'm so excited about. So anyway, the point is I give him a gold star for listening to what I'm telling him I need and then giving it to me and thereby really reducing conflict between us. And not only that, but actually having a little bonding moment. That's a great gold star. Excellent. Good job, Adam. Good job, Adam. And that's it for this very special episode of Happier. Remember, try this at home. Think about the essential seven and figure out where you want to do some work, what you might do, and let us know what you pick and what you've tried and whether it's making you happier. Thank you to our producer, Kristen Meinzer. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes. 
And I wanted to remind you that every week I do a Facebook Live video where I talk about all the issues that have come up in the podcast or anything anybody wants to talk about. Usually it's Tuesdays at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. But if you want to check a schedule, you can go to happiercast.com slash video. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. Onward and Upward.